This is a GRDC podcast. Plant root development and behaviour play a critical role in plant productivity. But understanding how root systems respond to soil conditions, nutrient distribution and fertiliser application is a complex matter. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley and today's podcast guest is University of Queensland soil nutrition scientist Professor Mike Bell, someone who knows his way around root systems. Stacey Wordsworth spoke to Professor Bell and asked, where does our knowledge gap exist in the understanding of plant root systems? I think our our knowledge of of roots and their function lags well behind that of above-ground plant components. I think we've been in a luxurious position where our agricultural systems haven't been as productive as they were today. Um, Our soils have been in better condition and so we haven't worried too much about roots. We've been focusing on working on the above ground parts and very successfully. But I guess as these systems become more challenging and as we try and push food production to even higher levels, the focus is swinging below ground to how roots acquire moisture and nutrients. How important is better understanding roots to be able to take you know, production and productivity to the next mm. level? I think it's critical. Our soil fertility profile is changing. The area that I work, for example, we're increasingly seeing profiles where nutrients aren't distributed throughout the soil profile anymore. They're found in patches. And so how roots respond to those patches will determine how a crop performs. The more pressure we put on our crop rotations, the more intensively we crop, the more pressure we're getting on plants from soil-borne diseases, for example, which also attack through root systems. So the importance of roots and their function is growing all the time, I think, in modern cropping systems. You've just returned from, I think, a six-week trip to the UK and and Europe talking to other researchers. In going there, what did you hope to achieve? We were really looking for approaches that were successful approaches that people were using to study root systems and root function. I remember my undergraduate lecturer telling me a long time ago that my career would be spent looking at root systems below ground and we've really I've dodged the bullet for 30 years <laughs> but finally we've been I'm forced to acknowledge that he was right and we're doing a lot of fertilizer research where root response to patches of nutrients is critical and we just don't un- understand enough about roots how variable they are between species, how they respond to different soil conditions to be able to develop agronomic packages that people can use for fertiliser programs or tillage programs, for example. How far ahead are they in the UK and Europe, or are they? What's the complementary knowledge that you could share? The Europeans are doing some tremendous work on discovery science around root function, how roots work, how they sense how they sense gravity, how they convey that sense of gravity into roots growing down, not up, and things like that. So they're doing some amazing research. They've got some really wonderful facilities for looking at roots and non-destructively accessing roots, because that's been the traditional approach, is you dig something up and you measure the roots. The difficulty is that's really hard work, and you tend to lose half the roots in the process. These guys have developed some scanning equipment based on medical technology, X-ray CT scanners or MRIs that are adapted for looking at roots. And so I was looking to these groups to tell us what ways we should be developing our own research and our research capacity here in Australia. What did you take away from that? Have you come back from the trip equipped with knowledge that will help you do that? I think the trip was great because... I think we've made linkages with groups over there that 
um, are very interested in the sorts of problems that we're dealing with. Uh, one of the things I've found is that the focus of their research over there is not on the same issues that we're interested in. And there's a lot of complementarity in what they're doing. We can, I can see how we could use the techniques and equipment they've got to look at our issues. They've never thought the issues that we're interested in are particularly important in their systems for very good reasons. So I think some of, we found there were some areas that we were thinking of following that, that we've been told are dead ends and don't waste our time, which has been great because that's saved us a whole lot of work to come to, I suspect, the same conclusion. But they've also encouraged us in other areas of some, some relatively simple techniques that we can employ in, in our more applied programs that will give us a lot more insights into how roots function and how agronomic practices affect root performance. So where are the areas of potential collaboration? I think the big areas are how roots respond to patches in soil. So, so basically the more we erode our native fertility, the more we're resorting to fertilisers for our nutrient supply. And fertilisers, there's a limited amount of places we can put fertilisers in soil profiles and we've got to ensure those places are where roots can get at them. So how roots respond to patches are critically important in a, a declining background of low soil fertility. Interestingly, the Europeans have got almost the opposite problem. They've got a surplus of nutrients and they're regulating nutrient input into their systems because they use a lot of fertilisers, they have a lot of animal manures from intensive animal industries. And so they're capping fertiliser use and so they're interested in use of what we would consider to be relatively high nutrient content manures. They consider them to be low nutrient content organic wastes but a way of getting nutrient inputs higher if they're not allowed to use fertilisers anymore. So they're interested in how roots respond to a patch of organic matter in a background of high soil fertility. We're interested in how roots respond to a patch of high fertility in a background of low soil fertility. So that complementarity is interesting. The other thing that they're really interested in is that we deal with all the time is we have water in different parts of the profile at different times during the growing season. And so we rely on roots being able to find and utilise that water to make our cropping systems productive. Quite often our topsoils are dry and so if we've got nutrients in topsoil layers and water in subsoil layers, how does a plant allocate resources to growing roots? Where does it put its focus? The European work is focused heavily on selecting for deep root characteristics to find water deep in the profile late in the season to get them through to, to harvest. In our case, we might have that deep water is important, but most of our nutrients are in the topsoil layers. And so if we sacrifice deep roots to find, we, ne we may need to sacrifice some of our deep rooting characteristics to actually find nutrients in the profile where they are. So that's the areas that I was particularly interested in is there's a big emphasis internationally on selecting genotypes or crop varieties for this deep rooting characteristic. All that selecting tends to be done under, under conditions of high nutrient availability. So the questions we're asking is, well, what happens if you do that and put it out into a field where you've got all your phosphorus, for example, in the top 10 centimetres or in a fertiliser band at 15 centimetres? Do you still see deep root development? Or does the plant say, I need phosphorus, so I'm going to put more and more resources into that layer? So that's a big unknown. The Europeans have never looked at it. Uh, it's an area that some of the equipment that they use is perfectly suited to look at it. And we're trying to work out 
complementary ways of using or perhaps having access to some of their equipment to answer specific questions whilst applying some of the or using some of the more applied approaches in the field back here for example traces to look at where roots are active and where they're picking up fertiliser. So what would be the big benefits to the Australian industry if you you can delve into some of those issues more closely? I think the big benefits are going to be in understanding how roots perform in response to different either soil challenges or agronomic managements. And so, for example, work we're doing in the north with deep fertiliser placement, one of the really interesting observations with the group in Nottingham was how crop roots respond to a to an air gap in soil and they change their morphology, they stop putting out branches, they change their anatomical structure as they go through this air gap. Now, when we're deep placing fertiliser, we tend to disturb soils and leave air gaps behind that we're then relying on rain and, and time to gradually settle that back down again. So if we've done a bad job of our fertiliser placement and most of it is um, is sitting in an air gap, then we're not going to get good crop recovery. So understanding those sorts of traits of how roots grow and how they respond to a hard patch or an air gap in soil is pretty important. What's the next step? Are you going back to talk to your international colleagues or are there there plans in place to collaborate? Plans are developing. GRDC have just funded a postdoctoral fellow that we're going to get to look at this, work at this interface between the sorghum and winter cereal breeding programs and our nutrition program to look at if we pick genotypes with certain root characteristics, how is that altered by different nutrient distributions. We are keeping in contact with our colleagues, particularly in Newlich in Germany and Nottingham in the UK. We're all catching up again at the International Root Research Symposium in Israel later this year and hopefully we're developing a network of international collaborators in this space. So we'd love to see graduate students exchanging between the UK and Germany and perhaps Australia and similarly with some of our research fellows to go over and utilise their wonderful facilities to do our targeted experiments. Now you had six weeks overseas as as part of the GRDC award that you won. What was the highlight of the trip? I was just amazed by by the intensity of the agricultural systems over there. It was, that was mind-blowing and the fact that the resources that are, are ploughed into science in that part of the world were amazing. The equipment that they've got, what astounded me, I think, was the lack of real linkages to the agricultural industries. The science was almost being done for science's sake and the agricultural industries were doing their own thing. And I, I found that amazing. Mike Bell from the University of Queensland. You've been listening to a GRDC podcast. I'm Tony Crowley.